know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get this Christmas list together for my Faja. And I'm trying to get him in so he saves money on them Cyber Monday deals, baby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alex's dad asked him what he wants for Christmas. Him and my mom. They won't leave me alone about it. Oh, oh man. I hope they, I'm going to tell him to listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast. I'm Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And here we are. It's been a long while since we recorded. We we stopped recording for like two weeks. It felt yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, we're still posting, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we're still posting, but I just needed a break from James, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Just kidding. James, you're my favorite. Thank you. Um, how have you guys been? Doing well. Doing swell. Yeah. I'm fat and happy after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We ate lots of good food. James, I have a feeling that you ate something. What's the word I'm looking for? Something that is- Succulent. Succulent and <laughs> unexpected. Uh, yeah, you're not far off, actually. Yeah, I know you, James. What'd you eat? Um, I had uh, gluten-free stuffing, which was a new mm. one for me. Oh, you uh, would. Well, it was just because some <laughs> other people yeah, any anyway, in attendance. Um, And- I had really good turkey, and I, I mean, it's mostly traditional stuff, but it was different from usual. Mmm, uh-huh. yeah. So yeah. we had a succulent turkey mm. and a flavorless stuffing. <laughs> succulent is such a gross word, isn't it? Really? Am I the one who no. so? See, I don't mind the word moist. Like, a lot of people hate that. Yeah. Like, see, I would rather yeah. say moist turkey than succulent turkey. The word succulent, when I hear the word succulent, I think of the plant. Ah, see. Ah. Yeah, see, that's the only time it's okay. It's when you're talking about aloe vera. <laughs> so, I mean, Thanksgiving was great. Um, uh-huh. We're not going to do an icebreaker this week but because I thought we could do something a little fun and we could also prepare all of our listeners for family mm. gatherings, hopefully in the near future. Uh-huh. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I encounter a younger person and they start using slang that I'm unfamiliar with, it makes oh, me feel- I see. A little uncomfortable. And so I was thinking maybe we could go over some of the top slang from oh 2020. <laughs> How does that sound, you guys? Yeah, let's show our age. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, mean, let's it's, show it's our technically age. an icebreaker. It's just a very unorthodox icebreaker. It's, it's Ooh, that would that'd be a great uh, gum flavor. Unorthodox icebreaker. What flavor would it be? What flavor would it be? Just uh-huh. like dog poop. Ew. That's unorthodox. <laughs> it is. Fair point. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, you guys, are y'all ready? And I got a lot of this slang. I got some of it from my sister in law, KK, because mm. she works with middle schoolers. But savory, mostly savory chewing gum. That'd be interesting. Like rosemary chewing gum. <laughs> He's stuck on the chewing Sorry. gum. Sorry. <laughs> uh, brain, brain ran off. I like the unorth- orthodox. Maybe that's something that you should, you should start well, offering it, James. Yeah. Bubblegum apparently isn't hard to make. Mm. Benny was. Okay. All right, back to my back to my slang. Jeez, James. <laughs> I also got a lot of this from an article from Business Insider. So prepare yourselves. Mm. And there were a lot of listings on here that were things that like we we know what they mean. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. lit, which we discussed previously, fire, shade, salty, slay. Those are all still popular. <laughs> Those are being used this year. Slay queen. The first Mm. one I got from my sister-in-law, and she says that the kids are saying, that's sus. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's sus. 
And it's apparently inspired by the game Among Us. Yep. Oh. I had no idea what this game was. I need to play it. Uh, I've seen lots of people playing it. I tried to peer pressure you into playing it for October. Did not work. No. I don't even remember it. So Listen, uh, Alex this does not easily succumb to peer pressure, James. That is true. That is very true. Yeah, he's very stubborn. <laughs> stubborn. The more you tell me to do something, the more I don't want it's to. It's true. Yeah. You are the kind of person, you could be drowning. Somebody could throw you a raft and be like, grab it. And it's you Because they didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want Alex to do something, and this is something I've picked up over the years, you have to... Tell him that it's not cool. Like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, I've, I've done this many times. <laughs> Tell him it's not cool. Yeah, like you got to say, oh, you know, there's a show that it looks really stupid, and then it in, it intrigues you for some reason. Oh, yeah, huh. that's probably that, no, that that's true. true. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, anyways, just or, a little- or someone's like, you probably wouldn't like it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> So, I, oh, I love Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's sus. Next is Bet. And I actually got this one from my 15-year-old cousin. Yeah, because I saw him recently and I said, hey, if you get me a Christmas present, I'll get you a Christmas present. Are you going to do it? And he goes, Bet. And I was like thinking to myself, what does that mean? But it means you betcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bet. Or you can say it to somebody if they're challenging you. Like, if you say, hey, Alex, I bet you wouldn't do this. And he's, I bet you wouldn't like it. And you're like, bet. So <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard Anthony do, say bet before. Yeah, he has. Mm-hmm. He has. I think they said it jokingly. Yeah, it was a joke. It. So, anyways, bet. Also, cap, no cap. Is that like. That's two different ones, but it means to lie or not to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Business Insider said that they explained it kind of like an example for cap would be like somebody telling another person they're fake. Like, all you do is cap. There's nothing real about you. Oh. So you're like lying to people. So I say, don't cap. Don't lie to me. See, in in my day, a cap was busting a cap. In someone's booty. Yeah, behind. Yes. (laughs) So cap, no cap. Stan, which I've seen this one all over the place, and I never oh, knew yeah. it. Oh yeah, Stan's. Yeah, oh, that's see, all over. Yeah, you guys, you guys are more hip. You don't to know the what Stan. I am. We're no. not hip. We're just online at all. Yeah, I've tried to break up with the online mm. community. It's yeah, weird that a song from like twenty years ago is now being used by Koreans. And I don't know. It's just weird. K-pop I man. I don't know what that that's about. Uh, okay, Stan was originally the stalker song by Eminem. Yep. And now yeah. it's used in K-pop communities for stalking. So it's, you know, uh, yeah. You, you, it's for, it means obsessive fan. And it's usually yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah And that's the thing. Eminem's from Detroit. So you'd think that would be the epicenter of the slang term instead of soul. <laughs> it's mm, just a little peculiar. Interesting. So anyways, that's Stan. Another one. And this is more meant to be written out, but it's. Yeah, that's from K-pop. Yeah. Well, this one it means overwhelming excitement. It's meant to be written out as like you're showing your extreme excitement for something. Yeah. Then we've got wig, which is apparently really popular right now, and it's meant to be said under conditions that are just so amazing they blow you away. Like you're gonna wig out. No, no. Oh. It's like something so amazing (laughs) that it just blew the wig off your head. Is the way the business insider described it. Okay, I'll buy this one. <laughs> this is old news. 
wig. Repurposed <laughs> for new news. Fit. Yes. Fit as a fiddle. No, it literally, <laughs> it is literally just outfit, but shortened. So you say, oh, I really like her fit, meaning you really like her outfit. Mm. Oh, this is what a nice lazy. fit. This is I was about to lazy. say, most of these are just lazy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> in, my, in, in my day. <laughs> okay, and then next, the last one I'll mention. As most of these, most of the slang terms seem to be more aimed toward like the physical appearance of people for some reason. But anyways, mm-hmm. Luke. L-E-W-K. Lukewarm. Luke. No, it means a carefully constructed <laughs> outfit. Like, I really like his Luke look. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So anyways, I've seen that one a ton on Instagram. So yeah, me too. Luke. Yeah, it means uh, carefully constructed outfit. I'm sorry for anyone listening, but that's eye roll inducing. If, yeah. I, if I was a teen and I heard someone say that, I would have been like, oh, God. See, this is Alex. This person. Alex, if you were a teen, you would be saying these left and right. That's the thing. You always you always say this. Yeah, what's up, dog? What's up, dog? Yeah, what's up, dog? Oh, Remember man. that? <laughs> so anyways, if any of you want to sound cool around your teenage family members for the holidays, just throw some of those slang terms out, throw them around, and you're going to fit right in. All right. I figure that's our little icebreaker today before we hop on into our topic. But before we hop on into our topic... Number one, we'd like to thank you for listening to the show. We've got some very exciting things that are going to be coming around in January. So stay tuned for some exciting news from the 13th floor gang, Mm, especially content related. Yeah. Keep your ear to the ground. Yeah. Keep your ear to the ground. We'll be around. That's some fun slang, Alex. And then also we need to give shout outs to all of our listeners from around the globe. Let me pull it up, Alex. Talk to them. Talk um, to everybody. Shout out to you all in Saskatchewan. I don't know if they're on the map. Mm-hmm. I think they're on here probably. Well, see, we're recording. I'm just jumping ahead of the gun. Ahead of the gun. We only I'm have, jumping the gun. We have nine downloads for December so far because we are recording at the very tail end of the last day of November. So let's pop back into November. So let's see. Oh, that's weird to think about. So there's people, because we're recording before yes. the first. So the people in... Other time zones are listening. Yep, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, we do. We have mm. we have a listener in Saskatchewan. So thank you mm. from Alex boom, boom, and boom. the team. And then I'd also like to give a special thanks. We've got a lot of downloads in Kenya right now. Yeah. Yes. So awesome. thank you to Kenya. And then also there was another place here. Oh, the Virgin Islands, the British Virgin Islands. Ooh, that's new that. on our list. And then here mm. in America, Alex, point your point your fingers. <laughs> Oh, you said Utah, which is funny. That's a funny little find, babe, because today yeah. we're talking about Skinwalker Ranch, <gasps> which is in Utah. Mm-hmm. And this topic was submitted to us by Corinne. So, Corinne, thank you for sending this in. Alex. What's up, Corinne? If anybody wants to send us a topic, <laughs> where can they do it? Um, yeah, you can contact us at 13thfloorpod at gmail.com. Um, you could also check our Instagram out at 13th Floor Pod. Cast. Cast. 13th Floor Podcast at, oh yeah, that's on Instagram, so you just, you know how to search. Yeah, just search 13th Floor Podcast on Instagram. (laughs) And then also, you can also submit them to us on our website, 13thfloorpodcast.com. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of submissions that way lately, so thank you to everybody who's filling the vase, Mm -hmm. rather feeding the vase is what it says on our website, but... Yeah, I'm excited. I think that we've got some we've got some really exciting topics that I cannot 
weight to draw from our vase. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the vase is actually sentient. And so we're not kidding about feeding it. It whispers to us. We we risk our limbs when we pull something out of it. Wow. Yeah. It tells us awful things. (laughs) But it also tells us wonderful (laughs) things, James. I don't know what vase you've been talking to, but my vase is beautiful. It can do no wrong. (laughs) Okay. So today, you guys, we are talking about Skinwalker Ranch. James, you'd want to give just a quick kind of just intro to what Skinwalker Ranch is before we hop on in. Sure. Skinwalker Ranch is a massive 512-acre ranch in southeast Utah. And it used to be called the Sherman Ranch, and it's just a hot spot of really weird stuff. Paranormal, alien, you name it. And incidentally, the name is based on the Navajo legend about skinwalkers, which are like shamans who can shapeshift. We've actually covered something similar in a previous episode. Uh, But that has nothing to do with the actual ranch. It's just, uh, I'm baffled why they would name it something that creepy. Mm -hmm. But there's no, to my knowledge, Navajo shaman sightings (laughs) at this ranch. Mm -hmm. I also wrote a fictional story about skinwalkers that has nothing to do with the ranch, but I just thought I would plug it just in case. Just in case, you guys, because remember, there's some exciting things coming out in 2021. Mm -hmm. (sighs) All right, you guys. Anyways, I guess I'm starting us off today. Thank you for that little intro, James. But I- No problem. I've titled my research that I have so eloquently written out today- Aliens making my skin crawl. So I'm talking about (laughs) the idea that there are aliens on Skinwalker Ranch. And I got most of my research from vice.com, skinwalkerranch.org, and then NBC News. So, yeah. Today I'm talking about one of our favorite things here in the 13th floor, aliens. Mm -hmm. At Skinwalker Ranch! Maybe. Nothing would really surprise me at this point, especially this point of the year, 2020. But lots of people think that aliens regularly visit this piece of land in Utah where the ranch is located. So there are lots of odd lights in the sky, including, quote, large orange circles and blue spheres. Mm -hmm. And that's what the ranch owners in the 90s say they regularly saw. Mm -hmm. James briefly mentioned them when it was called Sherman Ranch, Terry and Gwen Sherman. I'm not going to talk about them too much because Alex will be covering them. Talk a little bit about the Sherms. You can talk a little bit about the Sherms. But there are just a lot of odd goings on here, obviously. If there weren't, we wouldn't be talking about it. That's right. Yeah, but Alex found this list on skinwalkerranch.org that lists the different types of quote-unquote entities (laughs) spotted (laughs) at one point or another at Skinwalker Ranch. So I'm going to quickly just run through some of the more alien-esque figures because TBH, most of them sounded pretty interdimensional being to me. Yeah, there's... There's a lot that seem almost alien or have like a little bit of crossover in a way. Pretty interesting stuff, but mm, well, this is the thing. (laughs) Who's who's to say an alien isn't an interdimensional being? You know what I mean? Yeah, we've gone over this in one of our previous episodes. Well, and I think that that's how do you know? That's where we talked about Skinwalker Ranch for the first time. Was I think in our interdimensional beings episode? Sure. So, anyways, think so. Yeah. Okay. First, let's talk about the flash drones. They look like big balls of light that just hang in the sky and pulse, but they're usually silent, so you won't hear the little boom, 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 oh, okay. that I usually <laughs> associate associate with aliens. But they usually appear in clusters, and they can kind of like phase from one location to another, oh, which cool. is kind of weird. And they're said to be bluish in color, 
and they'll hang and get really bright for a short period of time. Sometimes it's just seconds. Sometimes it can last up to 45 minutes, but then they'll just kind of fade away. If it's fast, it's kind of like a flash, a.k.a. flash drone. Ooh. Yeah. They must emit some type of frequency because they can apparently interfere with nearby electrical objects, which there are a lot of on the property, which I'll talk about in a little while. But they've also knocked out power to the ranch. And they can appear day or night. They're spotted fairly often. If you were to swing by the ranch, the website says you have a 25% chance of spotting one, which is pretty high if you ask me. Yes. Yeah. If you were to go to the ranch four times, you'll probably see a flash drone at least once. That'd be cool. Mm, no. Yeah. But any, anyways, no one has any idea what these things are. And they can apparently transform into shapes, mm-hmm. like animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Skinwalkerranch.org had a lot to say about the suspected function of these odd lights, saying, quote, these are intelligent and purposeful, like in nature. I suspect they are some sort of transportation vehicle for another intelligence or the drones for this intelligence. They have a role of observing, end quote. Apparently, they're very Ooh. curious little balls of light that will interact with the people who see them. So the author of this specific webpage that I got this info from, he says that he thinks they're vessels to transport things. So are we talking about abductions here, you guys? Ooh, maybe. Yeah, if so, yeah. I'm not stepping foot on Skinwalker Ranch ever. But, yeah, apparently these lights have collided with people, which sounds horrifying. And it says, yeah, it says, quote, the sensation of being hit by one is described as being hit by a high-velocity warm water balloon. Oh. The after effects of which immediately evaporate away. However, a state of depression typically follows lasting for days to weeks, which sounds like a freaking abduction to me. Oh. That's crazy. That's weird. Anyways. Uh, okay, the last little item from the skinwalkerranch.org list that I'm going to talk about is the orange football. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Nothing creepier <laughs> than an orange football floating in the sky. And mm. that's exactly what it looks like. They got really creative with this name. It looks like a glowing orange football, but sometimes it can apparently have tendrils of red flame-like plasma that's flowing fun. around it, which does sound a little creepy. But mm. the author of the website says it's unclear if there's anything or anyone inside the football. Mm. But it might be mm. able to interact with witnesses via thoughts. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm, it, this sounds more like it's an organism. It, yeah, it sounds weird. But you have a 4% chance of spotting it while visiting the ranch. Mm. You know what else is typically associated with alien activity, Alex? A- aliens. Cattle mutilations. <laughs> <laughs> which apparently happened often at Skinwalker Ranch. So when the Shermans mm. brought the property in 1994 or 1996, I can't remember the yeah. specific date, but around that time, there began to be more reports of livestock getting killed and found with these really weird injuries, like cows being mutilated with surgical precision. I saw something that said that there were some that were like drained completely of their blood. Mm. And some of them had like perfectly drilled holes oh. in certain parts of their body. Spooky. And it can happen during broad daylight. But the first thing that I thought about when this happened was, remember when that cow died at UPS? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I was working at UPS one time and uh, it was open air and the cow died and rolled against a fence. And it was, we were in this like small quarry and uh, it's just sitting there and just getting huge throughout the day because it's blazing hot. It stunk so bad. Yeah, it stunk so bad all day. He came home and I, I told him to take a shower because he just reeked. Oh and it was gosh. because there was a dead cow. Yeah, he just got big. He got big, you guys. So he was, anyway. He was going to pop. 
Just a little, just a little fun fact there for you. <laughs> Alex used to work at UPS. Okay. <laughs> so James is going to be talking a little more about the corporation who owned Skinwalker Ranch or owns. I don't know, James. You're, this is the thing about James, you guys. Sometimes he hops on the show and he's like, all right, what am I talking about today? And I'm just like, <laughs> James? What podcast is this? Yeah, what podcast is this? <laughs> no, but he's uh, he's talking, I don't even know. It's he's He's got some mystery surrounding what he's mm. talking about, which I'm excited yeah. about. But he's going to be talking more about that a little bit later. But I will mention that UFO studies were carried out on the ranch because it is such a hot spot for all things weird. In fact, Senator Harry Reid, who we've mentioned previously on the show, discussed how Skinwalker was researching extraterrestrials and other oddities. And Reed's never personally visited Utah, at least not this area, the ranch, mm. because he didn't think it would be appropriate for a U.S. government official to visit the site. Oh, okay. He didn't want to spend taxpayer money to go and visit the site, which part of me is like, if you know them, why don't you just pay for your own pocket? Because you're a senator. I know you've got that money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get that cash. Whatever. But he's always been really interested in the idea of aliens and things that the government, he thinks that the government definitely needs to be oh, investigating really? the phenomenon. Yes. Um, I mean, he wants the government to investigate themselves. Ooh. Well, in 2017, the New York Times released a story about the studies that were being carried on the ranch under a government contract given to ranch owner at the time, Robert Bigelow. But apparently, since Adamantium Holdings took over the property in 2016, there's mystery surrounding that too which james might james might have the mystery unfold today i don't know but the property has been fixed up for the research and i read a great article by vice journalist mj banias it's either banias or banias it's b-a-n-i-a-s look him up but it was released in january of 2020 so he got to visit the ranch and said it does have this immensely odd feel to it like the land almost has its own personality which a lot of people who've been there say, but they have this building there called the command center and it's equipped with a ton of cameras and technology to try and capture all the weird happenings. Hmm. And when they're looking into an event, like if somebody sees a weird light in the sky or something, they take all of the data and look at it to see if there's any captured data that corresponds with the weird lighting. So it's not like, they're not like just, Oh, Let's watch the sky for 10 hours today and see if we see something weird. Then we'll write it down. It's a lot more thorough than that. Oh, okay. Because sometimes I'm always like, I wonder what kind of research they're actually doing. And it seems to be a little bit more scientific. You know what I mean? Yeah, more scientific than I would have thought. Yeah. Well, I would have imagined they had all the technology there, but I like to know. (laughs) Some of the people who work on the property, like a guy named Thomas Winterton, he's... The ranch superintendent, according to the Vice article I read, but he spoke of some of the happenings that he's encountered on the site. Like he'd occasionally hear voices telling him to turn around and leave certain areas. Like one night he had to go download some of the camera footage onto a hard drive and his wife was with him and she was able to corroborate his story. So all of a sudden they start hearing this loud banging sound, like someone is slamming an electrical cord against like a wall. Hmm. And then they hear somebody tell them to leave. And I think that they said it twice, and they don't know who said it, but they both clearly heard someone say, leave now. That's spooky. Yeah, so they hightailed it out of there, which is exactly what I would have done. But Winterton says he can't stay away from the place. There's something that just keeps pulling him back, regardless of all the weird activity. Mm. And Winterton is actually one of the people featured on History Channel's The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch TV show. Have either of you watched Mm. it? It's eight episodes long. No. 
No. I tried to watch an episode, you guys, but it felt a little too rehearsed to me. Oh, really? Yeah. You weren't buying it. I. It's not that I'm not buying it, but because the things that they were talking about could have very well been like, you know, true, but it just felt like they were acting after it happened. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It felt very rehearsed. But anyways, you know what other very odd alien-esque type event recently occurred in Utah that caused a huge stir? Hmm. Oh, oh. Uh, I think oh. I do. Whoa, 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 the mysterious monolith that just randomly popped up in Moab, Utah. Mm-hmm. Yay! It's had everyone ooing and aahing <laughs> lately. It's on the social medias. But I feel like most people have probably heard this because it's such a viral sensation. But if you haven't heard about it, yeah. a large metal-type monolith was randomly spotted by two pilots with the Utah Department of Public Safety. And they were out helping Utah's wildlife resources count bighorn sheep. They're oh. like, one, two, three, four. Wait, what's that? That's not a sheep. That's a monolith. <laughs> and so, yeah, they found it, and they don't know where it came from. And, yeah, yeah, Utah's launched an investigation into who or what placed it in the canyon. And to be honest, when I first saw it uh, was in Utah. My first – because I discovered this news after we already knew we were talking about Skinwalker Ranch. And my first thought was, I wonder how far away it is from Skinwalker. Mm. This. And so I looked Turns it up. Turns out it was inside it. <laughs> well, the aliens, <laughs> or the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> the exact location of the monolith hasn't actually been released officially, but internetsters, which is what I like to call internet sleuths, internetsters. Oh, very witty. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they all kind of tried to zero in on where it's at. And they, I think they said it's in Moab. They had a specific, yeah. if you look on Reddit, you can find the specific so-called coordinates, but... I looked it up, and it's mm. apparently 250 to 300 miles south of Skinwalker Ranch. Mm. Driving distance. Yeah. Oh, well, it's the, the the freaky thing about it. Like, when I first saw the story, I was like, oh, this is like viral marketing or something. You know, maybe they're remaking 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, one, it's been there for years yep. on Google Earth, oh. and nobody found it. Uh, two, whoever put it there also cleared some boulders surrounding it so that's scary and three it vanished and now it's in romania so holy yes supposedly in romania it looks a little different the one i looked at pictures the one in romania looks a little different so all right it's so it's just a banksy art piece Uh, for me he's got a team of people (laughs) popping these things up whenever they get found most most government officials Mm. think that it is an art project which that's kind of what I lean more toward. I don't, my immediate thought isn't necessarily aliens. It was when I first saw it. And then I thought, oh no, there's no way. But who knows, you guys? We don't know. Mm, Alex don't know doesn't know for sure. No. Mm. All I know is the story of the Sherman family. The Sherman family? <laughs> Tell me about him. All right. So in 1994, Terry and Gwen Sherman. Gwen. Yeah, Gwen. They, they bought, um, they bought, Skinwalker Ranch, and they're going to have a cattle ranch. And their first encounter came on the fortunately on the day they moved in. So expectations were immediately going to be set for them. The bar was pretty high. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So they see this large wolf that pops up in this uh, cow pasture, and the thing is just like it doesn't care that they're there. It doesn't pay them any attention. It's just there nibbling on a calf's leg. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And then Terry grabs his gun and shoots the thing several times at close range. And it has no reaction. So. Mm. I don't like that. mm -hmm, And he shoots it again. 
still standing, and then it just vanishes and starts to and okay. Trot. That is a skinwalker, and so it just kind of vanishes and trots. It actually, it trots away. So they see it walking away, and it fades into no blood, no nothing left did behind. They, okay, did they find the bullets? In the land. I didn't ask him. I'll give him a call <laughs> afterwards and ask him these questions. Yeah, were, were, were these bullets lodged in the ghost wolf? Or... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, that was just the beginning, and it gets a lot worse for them. So, they see crop circles. No. Yeah. Found, so they, they, <laughs> they, they woke up to crop circles being scorched into the ground. Did they see it happening? No, no, no. They just woke up. They looked outside. And these aren't like the ones where you like walk on a plank and you make your own. They're scorched. These are like the Thor crop circles. Okay. Yep. So they also have things in their house being repackaged or not, not, sorry, not repackaged, but reorganized. So, you know, they come in, you put all your, your soups and your beans in one spot. The ghost comes and puts Cheerios there instead. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, that would get annoying. Yeah, wouldn't it? And yeah. then they had a pair of bulls that went missing. Not the bulls. They couldn't find them anywhere. And then they found them both inside of a uh, trailer that was no longer being used. And they, they described it as a hypnotized state. Were they okay? Yeah, I mean, they pulled them out, but apparently they're just like sitting there like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, th- this is another weird one. Terry believes that he saw a full-size RV pull into their driveway, and as he walked up to it, to be like, hey, like, what are you doing here? It lifted off the ground and flew away. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that took... It took an unexpected turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed at that one quite a bit. <laughs> um, now, another one, another thing that happened to the family that really got to them was that they would hear voices chattering. Well, that's outside. what, yeah, that's what Winterton said. He could hear mm-hmm. voices. Yeah. And he heard, him, heard, he heard mm. them chattering in strange languages. So not necessarily English. And as you said, cows were going missing and then would show up mutilated. Yeah. Uh, they the orbs of light that you mentioned yeah and they said that they had a trio of ranch dogs that saw one of these orbs of life life uh, <laughs> orbs of light and chased it and were never seen again the dogs were never seen again never seen again oh hmm. they're probably living on an alien planet they're fine so the experience wasn't great yeah i would the, not want to live the there. worst part for them though was that they all had a lot of trouble sleeping because they were all having nightmares. And not only were they all having nightmares, they were all having the same nightmare. So the family eventually began, because they were so upset about it, they all eventually started sleeping in the same room of the house. Mm. Yeah, so they actually lived here for two years. That's a long time. Yeah, they weathered this stuff for about two years. And then they sold it to our boy. Robert Bigelow. R.B. Yeah. Founder of National <laughs> Institute of Discovery Science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Goodness. so apparently he's, he's really big into ufology and the, yes. yeah, the paranormal. Yes. So after selling the property, I'm sure they went on to live happy lives. I hope not so. Not to be haunted by any of these things again. But I did want to talk about 
each of the items that they looked at. Uh, or not that they looked at, that they saw. The first is the Bulletproof Wolf. Which we talked which about we earlier, talked about. right? Right, we talked about. But it also actually ties in a little bit with yours, Cece, the Flash Drones. The Flash Drones? Yep. So apparently the Bulletproof Wolf can actually appear out of a Flash Drone. At time. It's been seen doing that one time. One time? Yep. The interesting thing, I, I love that they gave us a percent chance on all these things. I know, this is This cool. is amazing. Yeah, skinwalkerranch.org, go to their classification system. It's really fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Bulletproof Wolf has a 15% chance of showing up. So you got a good chance of seeing That's him. That's a long, yeah. No, he's not going to do anything to you, mm. like in the story. He doesn't care that you're there. He just kind of shows up, looks at you. He's really scary. But he actually doesn't, he doesn't bark at you. He doesn't do anything. He just like intimidates you and then walks away. This little picture of him reminds me of the black shuck with the that's, glowing eyes. I, yeah, that's what I think of. I want to be friends with this. Oh, no, James. <laughs> what if James is this thing? <gasps> oh, that would be spooky. But yeah, so he, this thing is, while threatening looking, it never interacts physically or makes any sounds. Okay. So, hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> Um, I can't figure out what could have caused the crop circles. I'm thinking maybe the you're the flash. I want to call them flash bulbs for some reason. The flash drones or something. There are Mm -hmm. lots of so-called odd vehicles that Mm. fly through the air. Yeah. So. Now, I can't figure out what's repackaging or reorganizing the house. I got no idea. There's a little ghost lady that apparently shows up, but even the guy on this website is unconvinced that this person exists. Well, this is the thing. If I were a ghost, the last thing I would want to do is move your Cheerios from one shelf to another. Yeah. Yeah. There is one account on this website called The Little Girl, and it is just your typical little girl ghost, and he does not buy it from what I'm reading. He. See, that's the weirdest thing about this is there's ghost places and there's alien places. And I've never heard of a ghost and alien yes. place. Yeah, because this one's got some weird ones. Like the voices chattering. There's a lot of different possible causes for the voices chattering. The interesting one that goes outside of ghosts and aliens is the invisible chopper, which leans into the government experiment yeah. theory. Yeah. And the invisible mm. chopper is not it's not like a silent chopper at night, which those are like those are actually made by the government where yeah. they're just pretty much mm-hmm. silent. But these are, this is a chopper that can be heard a little bit. So it's not a silent chopper, but it sounds oh like a slow turn of a blade. And it goes over your head. That people describe it sounding like it's like it's well, estimated what? to be about fifty feet over your head. Now the weird thing about it is that even during the day you can't see it. I think the weird thing, I mean, well, granted, if the U.S. government, I wouldn't be surprised if the U.S. government has some technology that we just don't know about and we'll never know about mm-hmm. for security reasons. But. <laughs> can you can you imagine being one of the guys who accidentally, like, loses an invisible job? <laughs> <laughs> but- well, the weird thing about it is, like, the Shermans were seeing these things, right? Mm-hmm. And that was before the government well, really... they were hearing chattering. And the reason I mentioned this, because of the chattering, apparently the thing is so quiet and close is because you can sometimes hear the people talking. So like it's like, like on the walkie-talkie? It's, like, it's like two guys like, yo, yo let's go to Jerry's later! Oh. <laughs> Except for, it's typically mm. like a, a different language. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, mm. so indiscernible. Uh, the other one is <laughs> the controllers. 
And these seem to be more like aliens and that they're hovering about 20 feet over your head. And they're just kind of chattering with you. But it seems like whenever people like point it out or it seems like the controllers notice that people are hearing them, they stop immediately. Well, it says that you've got a 15% chance of hearing the controllers, but a 1.3 chance of actually mm-hmm. seeing them. Yes. Yep. And Oh, yeah. And the invisible chopper, 5.8 chance of. It says seeing, but I think it's supposed to be hearing because uh, the implication is that you can't see it. And hence the word yeah. invisible. Uh, and James, you're going to like this one. So I was trying to figure out what is causing the nightmares. Uh, and I'm looking through this long list of things, and I can't find one. But then there is one, or I guess slash two, depending on how you look at the classification, individual that seems to want to help the people that are there. Kind of like try to warn them and like, you know, like, and like he's a gatekeeper pretty much trying to help the okay. people there. Ooh. And this is called the Traveler, also known as it looks like he's also called the Dark One. But this is actually... I knew before you even described him, I was like, this is going to be a shadow. No, no. This is... Uh, this is the Traveler oh, is actually okay. once a Navajo man. Navajo. <laughs> yeah, but he's no longer human. The story is that his family was killed by, quote-unquote, sky beasts. I would imagine that is actually aliens or interdimensional beings. Yeah. And that he is actually trapped in another dimension or out of time and that his ghostly apparition isn't because he's dead but rather because he's just caught between dimensions yeah and so if he's able to warn people maybe he's the one giving the shermans the dreams being like get out of here what are you doing leave you've been here for two years to be honest (laughs) when you said sky beasts with a t at the end i thought you said sky bees yeah uh, I oh, did really? too. I was wondering why why CC was a giggling over here. Um, but yeah, he's also called the dark one because sometimes he shows up wearing like a wolf's pelt. Cult, yeah, pelt over him. Oh, see, I was picturing like a shadow man. I was like, uh-uh. but you got a two percent chance of seeing this guy, five percent chance of <laughs> uh, seeing his ghostly visage instead of like a more solid form. Yeah, and. If you're really lucky, you get to see his the dark one form. 0.03 chance of seeing. Mm. Mm. Underneath that, it says very rare. <laughs> That's like, okay, so we started giving Gwen these toys, and they have, uh, they're just you like, never know what you're going to get. Yeah, they're like blind bags. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little acorn that's got a toy inside of it it's really stupid but some of them are very rare <laughs> yeah for some reason that reminds me of like oh are we gonna get you know you're gonna get the you're gonna get the rare character yeah th- mm-hmm. there's some other interesting ones I, i'm i'm only gonna harp on one more called the sentient mist very cool that reminds me of lost yeah it kind of reminds me of that too the the idea is that he's neurological electricity so he's just taking the form of the area around him but he can't really fully like materialize it's very very interesting he'll take the shape of animals in the area of people and recently they did an update i don't know how recent it is but after they wrote this they did do an update that it can look very human but that it has tentacles for arms no yeah he's creepy little guy flipping slender man yeah yeah so pretty pretty interesting character uh, 2% chance of seeing them. And if you do see them, you're only going to see them for 30 seconds. Yes, this website will tell you how long you're going to see them if you see them. Yep. <laughs> it's a pretty interesting <laughs> website. So there's what you're telling me, Alex, is that 
there's not just aliens. There's a possibility for other types of there, there's creatures. Aliens, transdimensional beings, ghosts. Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers, government agents probably. Who knows what all's going yeah. on? Mm, speaking of government agents. <laughs> uh, James, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the more corporate angle, which may seem odd, but boy, are there some twists and turns. Um, First thing we should note is that Robert Bigelow presumably believed all these stories about, you know, the cattle mutilations and all that. And he bought the ranch and he's making a comeback. James Randi actually awarded Bigelow a Pegasus Award, which is like a little skeptic award, because uh, he allowed Johnny Mac and Bud Hopkins to investigate and sort of, you know, showcase a more skeptical angle of it. Huh. Now, this is me making a theory here, and this is just pure speculation. Please don't sue us, Robert Bigelow. <laughs> but he bought that ranch for $200,000. 512 acres for $200,000. Wow. That is a song. That is a song. <laughs> he sold it for $4.5 million. So I submit the possibility that all the scary stuff we're hearing was actually basically Scooby-Doo. It was Robert Bigelow <laughs> <laughs> driving, down the, driving down the price, you know, with all the scary stuff and then swooping in and buying it. I like it. So, yeah. So that's my theory. Um, that being said, some interesting stuff has come to light very recently. Like we, we had this submitted to us like last year, you know, the mm-hmm. vase, like I said, is very full. So we were talking about this last year. Well, last year we knew that it was purchased for four and a half flipping million in 2016 from Robert Bigelow by a company called Adamantium Holdings. <gasps> and we knew, yeah, yeah, no, well, there, it ties in, um, and not not perfectly. We know that Adamantium Holdings paid four and a half million dollars for it, and we knew last year, that it was a shell corporation and that nobody knows its exact location. So that's mysterious. But some new stuff has happened. In March, my LinkedIn connection, Brandon Fugel, (laughs) announced uh, that he was, in fact, the purchaser. So little little backstory on on him. He's 46. He's a real estate uh, tycoon from Utah. Lots and lots of money to spend and a huge film buff. Which is why Adamantium Holdings is named after ah. Flippin' Wolverine. Uh. Uh, yeah, he actually owns like a whole bunch of movie props, uh, which is kind of interesting because when I first heard of Skinwalker Ranch, I w- immediately thought of Skywalker Ranch, like Jordy Lucas's ranch. But yeah, he's got like the original Terminator jacket and a bunch of stuff like that. So huge film buff. And one of the things I would like to point out is when I hear Shell Corporation, immediately, like, I feel like a bloodhound, you know, like, (laughs) what what are you guys doing? But here's the thing about Shell Corporations. They don't have to be funding illegal activity. They are often funded or founded just to be sort of like a tax haven. And that's what appears to be going on here. I know that they do a lot of business in Jamaica. I theorize, based on my research, I think they're actually located in Jamaica. Mm. There's no proof of that. I do know this. They've done a lot of government bidding in Guyana. Um, They have had 37 U.S. shipments since uh, about a year ago, including cashews, dried nuts, fruit juices, plants, basically stuff from 
what you would imagine to be Central America or the Caribbean. So it seems to me that they're at least centered in the Caribbean. But what's most interesting about this Shell Corporation, in addition to the, just the mystery surrounding it, is why buy Skinwalker Ranch? What would be the reason? I mean, bear in mind, think about this. Like imagine, Alex, you know a lot about real estate. Imagine looking at a place hearing that it's flipping haunted and UFOs and government stuff and all that. And it's huge. Bear in mind, again, 512 flipping acres. But its previous price was 200K, a song, as we've mentioned. So why fork over that much money? It proved alien life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, I think there's two potential reasons. One, Adamantium Holdings has... A lot of money in real estate. They're located in 50 or 50. I was almost said 50 of the 60 states. 40. <laughs> 40 of the 50 states. Incidentally, Kentucky's not one of them. I thought that was kind oh. of interesting. Yeah. So obviously, diversifying into more peculiar forms of real estate makes sense, but I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that the reason why is one, Brandon Fugel lives in Utah or or was raised in Utah. So it makes sense that he would want real estate there. But I think that Fugel is interested in it for not in spite of all these peculiar occult things. So I think that the chief reason why it was bought for so much money has nothing to do with the bottom line and everything to do with some sort of paranormal research. Hmm. They found a wormhole. They could have. God only knows. Because it is. It's very secretive. But I think I need to give that uh, History Channel TV show another try. Because he was actually, Fugle was actually on that show. So, Uh, you know, for me, part of it is, hey, maybe it's because they are actually interested in the actual paranormal stuff that might go on here. Like, maybe there's something about this land that's, you know... There are weird places on Earth with weird electromagnetic frequencies, mm. and God only knows what this place is. Vortex. Yeah. Well, just a just a year after buying it, Skinwalker Ranch was also trademarked the term. Oh. So, yeah. so it also could be that maybe he's interested in, again, the guy really likes his movies. Maybe he's interested in funding some sort of media. How much, yeah. how much did he spend on it? Four and a half million. That's and remember the previous sale was two hundred K. See, well here's the thing. Four and a half million isn't a crazy price in my it's opinion. Not. For five hundred flipping acres. I mean, that's like what? Four times the size of like Vatican City. <laughs> well, apparently when they bought it too, it was in like major disarray. Like they had to go and they yeah. had to fix up a lot of it because like the septic tank was improperly uh installed mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's a that's a low price for a wormhole. That's all you got. Low, say. yeah. <laughs> well, gosh. Wow. Yes, that's Skinwalker Ranch. Mm, come on down, yeah. y'all. Yeah. So, so can people just visit this place? I mean, no. I know it's private property, but they have it's guarded. They've got a uh, a yeah. big gate and a guard. I think it's an armed guard. Mm-hmm. So I can't just show up four times and get a wolf. No, get a peek you cannot. You can't just walk up there. Apparently, right now, it's very hard to, to get there. Fugle doesn't allow many people to come onto the property. Yeah. Well, can you imagine just the 
the liability with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, what do you think about getting sued on those grounds? Hey, uh, your ghost wolf ate our kid. <laughs> We're suing. You got to get ghost insurance. <laughs> ghost insurance. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't just walk up. Apparently there are a lot of people who go onto the property illegally and get chased off or scared, mm-hmm. but at least that happened a while back. Well, I don't, I doubt that it's, it's happening so now. big. I would imagine it's pretty easy to even get on without even, meaning to i don't know mm. but anyways you guys that's skinwalker ranch yeah are we ready to draw from the vase yes all right let me go get it retrieve the vase should that be a new thing retrieve the vase for some reason that makes me think of ludicrous speed hold it think of what ludicrous speed you know uh space balls send it to ludicrous speed and then they keep like an f ludicrous speed <laughs> ludicrous speed and then he gets to the guy with the switch you know all right are you guys ready to draw yeah i was already mixing it around all right. am i ready yep pull one. Oh, i grabbed two oops hang on let me drop right. this one next all right. week we are talking about chemtrails and this topic was submitted Ooh. to us by my sister-in-law, KK. Oh, way to go. Kayla. So, Kayla, thank you, number one, for giving us some of that awesome slang at the very beginning of this episode, and then also for submitting chemtrails. Do you guys want to hear some fun facts about Kayla? Well, let's, let's, yeah, read some fun facts. James, tell people what chemtrails are real quick. Chemtrails is the conspiracy theory that airplanes are actually releasing compounds to have an adverse effect on the population, like chemical sterilization, cancer-causing compounds, etc. Yeah, so like those trails behind planes when you see that white behind them? Yep. Maybe that's not just air doing weird things. Uh, well, water, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, water God. vapor. Alex, you'll learn about it when we do our research. What's water vapor? Yeah. Okay, so you guys, some fun facts about mm. Kayla. Number one, she is deathly afraid of butterflies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I knew this. I've seen that happen. That was actually a real one. You actually picked a real one. I picked a real one. And then the other one, and this is perhaps the most important fun fact we've ever had, you guys. Mm. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you guys those are some fun things about Kayla <laughs> it didn't, wow that really got out I didn't expect it so I guess is there anything you guys want to add before we sign off for the night and go do our chemtrail research uh, I think that's it alright well um, Alex who does our music our music is by Grant Cook you can find this music on Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. <sighs> Y'all listen to, to Grant Cook, but I guess until next time, you guys, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. Slay Queen. Mm-hmm.